This is Kyle Juszczyk, and you're listening to Nothing But Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurst takes advantage of it. He takes the handle, hits the right, goes to the 20. He's at the 30. Deep to cut in. He comes back up the right sideline. Breaks the tackle. Comes down to the 30. He's down to the 20. He's down to the 10. He's down to the 5. He's in the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown. 96 yard run from scrimmage. Garrison Hurst breaking tackle after tackle. Sweeps down the sideline. Throws off bodies like clothes after a marathon. Young, back to throw. In trouble. He's going to be sacked. No, gets away. He runs. Gets away again. Goes to the 40. Gets away again. To the 35. Cuts back at the 30. To the 20. The 50. The 10. He died. Touchdown, 49ers. Third down. Alex takes the snap. Alex looking down in post. And it's good. Click, click, boom! What's going on, faithfuls? Nothing but Niners crew is back. I got some company, man. Tony, what's up, big dog? How you doing? Oh, what's up? What's up? What's going on? Man, look at this, man. This has been a treat, man. I had Breezy last show. I got you. Wow. What? What happened? Seattle's on some shit, bro. What'd they do? Did they just get get Watson? They're going to release Bobby Wagner. Wow. Wow. We're going to talk about some of the moves that Seattle's made today. How it affects the 49ers and so on and so forth. And uh we're gonna break it all down here, man. But first, we gotta run through these BS formalities, guys. Sorry, 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 but here we go, man. If this is your first time here on the YouTube page, please, 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 please like and subscribe to the show. If you enjoy it, if you don't enjoy it, don't like, don't subscribe, it's fine. Um, I would say don't give a thumbs down, but they apparently they hide that now on, on YouTube. So I don't really, I don't even care about that. But guys, if you do enjoy the show, hit the like button. Subscribe and turn on the notifications so you know when we bring you guys impromptu shows, okay? Give us a follow on some of our social media platforms. We have Twitter and Snapchat. Those handles are nothing but 9ERS, all right? You can see it there at the bottom. And then we have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch, and those handles are nothing but Niners, spelled all the way out in some variation form. You have questions, comments, concerns, you want to shoot us an email, shoot us the email at nb9ers at nothingbutniners.com. And last but certainly not least, guys, head on over to the Patreon, man patreon.com slash nb niners guys listen i'm supposed to go to the gym today i started this diet i don't know if you guys can see this in this cup i don't want to pour anything out on my keyboard but um i'm doing this like this cleanse thing where like you pour this powder inside the whatever you want it to be inside of and it's not good and i was not going to the gym today doing this cleanse thing man i'm i'm, I'm on my second cup of this stuff you're only supposed to do two cups a day um but we'll see how it goes uh, I will be back in the gym tomorrow, though. You know what I'm saying? So Patreon episodes are coming over there tomorrow. Patreon episodes are coming over there on Thursday because it's party in the Palisade time. It's going to be a good time. So, guys, get on over there. Only $5 tier needed, okay? We have other tiers available, but we are not doing that during the offseason. We're giving everybody a break, all right? Just right now during the offseason, only the $5 tier is necessary, and you guys will get all the videos the same way the $20 tier and the $10 tier get, okay? I'm your guy, 49ers Mike underscore NFL. 
To my right is my guy Tony. He's MJ Niner fan 499. Tony, man, how are you feeling, bro? What's going on with you? Good, man. Good. Just uh, busy working. You know, you're almost 18 years into your career, and they decide to throw you a curveball and switch your shift and switch your hours, and it's just it's just a nightmare. But you know, you gotta get through it. Um, yeah, I mean, the off season is officially next week, and it, it sh- should start and hit the fan right now. Uh, you know, you see the trade go down today with Russell. You see now they're releasing uh, Bobby Wagner. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're tearing it down, man, and they're starting from scratch. But, yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah, and that's exactly going to be our uh, our transition here into our topics today, man. Latest 49ers rumors and updates. Now, anything that affects the 49ers, we're supposed to talk about this. Okay? Aaron Rodgers gets his deal. He stays in the NFC. Did that make a big difference? We'll talk about that. Russell Wilson leaving the NFC, heading over to the AFC. Does that change the way you tally the Niners' predictions and wins and losses? Or, since we play the Broncos, maybe it evens out anyway. Who knows? We'll see. Um, we're going to talk about all those things. The Niners signed some players. The 49ers officially announced their um, their coaching staff hires. I don't know if we've done a show since that has happened, so we'll go over that kind of stuff to point out anything that we thought was interesting there. Which one do you want to start with, buddy? How do you, how do you want to do this, man? Go ahead. You pick. It's your show. Let's roll. I got them all here, man. I'm ready to do this. So, All right. Um, let's start with some Javon Kinlaw news, man. I thought this was pretty cool. Uh, this is old, all right? But John Lynch came out and said that Kinlaw's rehab is going really well. And I know we've, we've discussed this already, but Kinlaw is now, like, posting pictures and videos and shit on his social media, Tony. Um, he, he, you know, we, we've seen before where players in college don't have the same medical exposure that they have in the NFL. Do you think that it's possible they found something here? that maybe they really corrected and possibly fixed something that was going on with this big guy? Or is this just what we're going to get with Javon Kinlaw because we knew he was uh, dealing with issues all along? I, I, I'm i kind of leaning on the, on, the, on the way of they found something and they corrected it. I mean, he went to the same surgeon as Nick Bosa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and look at the way Nick Bosa came back last year. Um, granted, Nick Bosa was a clean ACL tear with a couple other small issues that needed to be corrected. But, you know, the knee held up. It's intact. I mean, you, can't, you also have to credit his work ethic to rehab and to get that knee back to where it was. But still, the doctor did something right. He corrected the problem. And, you know, hopefully they did the same thing for Kinlaw. They corrected his issue. I mean, he had the surgery pretty early in the season, I believe, or in the, in the, in the early part of the year at least. Um so I think the knee should be ready to go, and hopefully, God willing, it holds up because I think he's gonna have a big, pretty prominent role with this team in, in 2022 because of um, uh, because of potential pendant free agents not being not yeah. returning. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right, man. Um, I'm not gonna dwell on it too much. You know, I just I think that um, I'm I'm hoping that they found something different. You know what I'm saying? I'm hoping that they found something different. Being ahead of schedule as far as rehab goes is an important thing and speaking of being ahead of rehab and injuries and surgeries and things like that guys our quarterback jimmy garoppolo yeah i said our quarterback went through surgery mike garofolo tweets out 49ers quarterback jimmy garoppolo underwent shoulder surgery today sources say all went as expected 
i.e. successful surgery. The plan and hope is Garoppolo is throwing well ahead of training camp. Only question is, which team's camp will it be? Tony, man, this is big. This is big. When does training camp start? Um, Training camp starts in August. But they do have a bunch of camps leading up to it. Yeah. Close to a team with a new head coach. Uh, I don't know if it will, but they start earlier. All right. So April, May. Why does it stop? Why does it stop here? This stops at April 28th at the draft. I, I hate that they do that. Anyway, all right. I guess nothing else is important after the draft until the season starts, whatever. Um, but yeah, I was trying to find the exact date of it, but it's all good. I don't I don't need I guess I don't need it. Um, but yeah, it's usually sometime in, in August. Um actually no, I'm I, I'm I gotta stand myself correct. I, I think it's at the end of July because preseason starts in August. So that means you, it's, it's probably the beginning of July. Don't they have like yeah, three, I think four it's weeks? July it starts. Yeah. So team goes out there, they do their thing. Jimmy will be available. Um, so let's transition from Jimmy to something else here. They're saying he's gonna be ready for training camp. Russell Wilson got traded today. Two first, two seconds, a fifth. Um, no, I'm sorry, two first, two seconds, yes, a fifth, and three players. Three starters. Okay, Seattle was able to get back in compensation. Now, yep. Russell Wilson is an all-pro quarterback, a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, it's an MVP, uh, not NFL MVP, but Super Bowl MVP, if I'm not mistaken. Who He got the MVP that year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. I, th- I think he got it. If it wasn't him, it was the, the guy who made the interception. So... Either way, he is a a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, and they got a haul for Russell Wilson. And all they sent was Russell Wilson and a fourth. Mm. All right? So why am I bringing this up? Well, two things. How does this affect the 49ers schedule? Um, Are you like me? Did you have Seattle sweeping uh, the Niners this year? And if you did, how much does that change? Um, Or does it change anything? Maybe you had them splitting with Seattle. Uh, and that wouldn't change your record prediction at all now because you probably had the Niners beating the Broncos, and now that Russell Wilson's there, you probably don't have that going that way. I don't know. How do you look at it, man? How does that shake up and and form the NFC West, Tony? Before the trade, I had the Niners splitting Seattle. Um, Now in going to Denver, you know, it's going to be a new system that he's going to have to pick up. There's a new – there's new – Weapons he's going to have to get acclimated with, the run game and stuff like that. I don't know. It's going to be different than what he's used to because of Nathaniel Hackett, who came from uh, Matt LaFleur, which runs the Kyle Shanahan-type scheme. So it'll be interesting how the transition uh, happens, whether they curtail it more towards Russell's strengths or they stick to their scheme. Um so I, I really can't say. I don't know what week we're playing them also. I mean, if it's right out the gate, you could see, you know, I'm not saying they'll struggle, but there's going to be their ups and downs with, you know, getting timing and stuff with the receivers. 
and so on and so forth and the offensive line. So it's too early to tell right now because right now our roster is nowhere near what it's going to be by the time we hit for the final 53. That's right. That's right. Um, I had the Niners getting swept by Seattle, if I'm not mistaken, but I had us winning against Denver. Uh, and now if you turn it around and you have so that that gives us a two uh, a two and one record. Um, and now it flips with me. I think we could potentially sweep Seattle. Um, and then we end up uh, losing to Denver. All right. But here's the thing, man, Tony. We're going to stay on the subject here. Uh, Seattle's trying to improve their team, right? We talked about this in the group chat. I'm going to put this out there. Let me just float this by you. You move Russell Wilson and his salary. You get back two first-round picks right away, two second-round picks. You had your own first-round pick, and you release Bobby Wagner freeing up over no, 16. No, they don't have their own first-round pick. They didn't they have a first this year? Jets? Huh? Didn't they trade their first round pick to the Jets? Oh, let's see. Here. Jamal Adams. Oh, that's right. That's right. Seahawks, you're right. You're right. You're right. I thought that was last year's first round pick, though. Well, they traded two of them. Hold up. Let's let's check here. Let's that's why the Jets are. have two first rounders this year. So they have eight first round picks. I mean, eight, they have eight picks in total. They have nine overall. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so here, here we go, though. But listen to this now. You have a first this year. You have a first next year. And you have a first year after that. Okay? You get these players that come in. And then the Seahawks suddenly release Bobby Wagner, freeing up over $16 million of cap space. You know what that sounds like to me? Rebuild? No retool i think they're gonna make a move for watson and they got to get ready for that big ass contract watson's contract was bigger than russell wilson's and we got to remember that watson was on the last year of his rookie rookie deal last year this is the first year where the big money comes into play for deshaun watson and i think seattle is clearing up space and acquiring these picks so that way they can go ahead and afford the Sean Watson's contract. I really think that's what's happening. Tony, call me crazy. I can see it happening, but I think it's still somewhat of a long shot because of the uncertainty of the legal case. Allegedly, there's supposed to be something going down this Friday where all the defendant or the accusers are supposed to appear and uh, testify or something like that. And listen, if this shit's legit, He's not going to be stepping on the football field anytime soon. And I'd be damned if I'm trading all that shit for a question mark. So I think Seattle is kind of in a little tough situation right now. Does it make sense? Yes. Would that be the logical way to go? Absolutely. But there's still, it's still not clear. It's that they need, they still need a lot of clarification uh, like legalized court work documents saying that he is cleared because until then I'm not risking it. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing, man, the women that made these complaints were summoned to appear. So there's somebody pushing this. Let's go ahead and get this over with. Mm -hmm. It's not that they decided now's the time you get what I'm saying. 
this is now it's hey get your asses here it's been over a year let's get this straightened out yeah you, you understand what i'm saying i understand oh. but it depends on what what the out it's someone they're not if it doesn't go in his favor there's an issue mm-hmm. that's just the way i look at it with the, with the situation because the, like the more and I know they could be looking at paydays or looking to try to sell out of the court. Will it be criminally or will it be civil? You know, we we don't know. But if this is his attorney trying to get to the bottom of it, then because he wants to do the best thing for his client and try to get him a job and get him paid, I understand it. But it still has to be cleared by the court. Mm-hmm. Now, there's two ways that this can go. Now, I did notice that the NFL didn't suspend him last year. They didn't put him on the commissioner's exempt list. He could have played all of last year, right? And so this has me thinking this is one of two things. This is his his guy saying, let's go ahead and get this out the way. Or this is the Texans trying to F him again. Because, you know, a lot of people believe that the Texans were behind this whole thing in the first place. All right, well, now's the time of year where people are going to want to try to trade for him and all that stuff. Let's devalue him again somehow. I don't know how or why they think that's the way to go but it seems to me like that's what they're doing that's what that's what it feels like could be i don't know, I don't know. but if the freaking seahawks get to sean watson are they a better team than what they were with russell wilson no i don't think so i think I, my opinion i think russell wilson's a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson. It's not a knock against Deshaun Watson. It's just Russell Wilson's good. And when it's time for a play to be made, Russell Wilson makes the play, whether it's by leg or it's by sure does. Or, or, or making a throw. And being Niner fans, I, I think that's an easy answer. To, that's an easy yes for us to say. Yeah. Yep. And he's going to be getting some company over there in Denver. And that's going to bring us to Ollie's contribution. Thank you very much. First contribution of the show here. She said, hey, professors, did y'all hear Von Miller has been making it known? He wants to go back to Denver. Mahalo, Holly. That is right. He wants away from uh, the the Rams, and he wants to go back home, man. He wants to go to Denver, and I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. Uh, he tweeted out the the feet that Denver is above ground, a mile high, said five thousand, whatever, whatever, whatever it was, fifty four eighty, I think it was, something like that, fifty eight, fifty eight forty, whatever. 5840, I think is what, what it is. Um, I, I I like it, man. I say, hey, let him go back. Let him go back. You know what I'm saying? What are your thoughts on that? Von Miller returning back to getting out of yeah. the NFC West. This helps us again. More help yeah. to the Niners. So, you know, it helps us, but it all I also see it as potentially that the grass isn't greener on the other side. Uh that this kind of tells me that, you know, yeah, he got his ring. He he went there to get his ring, you know, his second ring, I believe. And, you know, he wasn't sold, in my opinion. I think there could be something within that locker room or the the the, uh, the makeup of that locker room that he wasn't too fond of. And, you know, he wants to go back to Denver. And, you know, can you blame him right now for wanting to go back to Denver? I'll take Russell Wilson over Matt Stafford any day of the week. So, okay, I don't blame him. But it, it that you you do have the question is things okay in that Ram organization, right? I mean, and, and we won't know, um, you know. And there's some people that are that have that mentality, like let's just go win. You know, yeah. who cares about dysfunction? Who cares about a happy locker room? Who cares about salary cap? Like, 
Let's go get this ring now. Uh, and the Rams seem to be that kind of team. So we'll have to see how it plays out. We, we don't we don't quite know yet. Uh, but on to some 49ers news, guys. Something directly in our house. 49ers are signing players ahead of free agency. Ooh. The 49ers have signed offensive lineman Keaton Sutherland to a reserve future contract. Tony, did we just find our starting guard? This no. is him, right? Tell me this no. is him. No. Uh, it, it, they're signing him from Cincinnati. So, so that's another scary part. But I will tell you this. This kind of tells me something that they're not 100% confident that Lincoln Thomason's coming back. I, I think Lincoln Thomason's going to get paid. The franchise tag went nothing from the Niners, and I can't blame him because the number was anywhere between 15 and 17 million. And that's fully guaranteed. That's 100% 15, whatever the number is, that's what it counts against the cap. So I, I honestly feel they're loading up on options, not starters, but they're adding bodies to add the competition in case this Lake and Tom, Lake and Thompson hits free agency, because if he does, he's getting paid. I'm telling you right now, he, it's not going to be 10 million. It's not going to be 12 million. It's going to be over 15 million to get this guy. Yeah. And I just can't see the 49ers or the history of the Shanahan's paying that type of money for a guard. These guards make a lot of money in the NFL now, man. Um, and you know, Lincoln Tomlinson has been one of the people who have been there damn near every game since he's gotten to the 49ers. So uh, that that's going to play into it also. His availability is top-notch. I mean, believe me, listen, I, I really like Lincoln Thompson. He was a great addition when they traded for him, the, what, three years ago? I thought the, he was a terrible addition, by the way. I thought he was a, a, a bomb. You know, no, I, 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 I actually – on one of the shows before they traded for him, I mentioned it, that he's going to be available, and I knew – Getting him out of the out of that Detroit situation, which was horrible at the time, and you knew the tie with him and uh, Martin Mayhew. So I said, you put this kid in this scheme, you know, you put him next to a veteran tackle at the time, Joe Staley. It it could be something, and, and they found something, and it worked great for them. But I I just think it worked too good because it blew his number out of the water. And kudos to him, he stays healthy, he competes. Is he the perfect left guard? No, but he is a damn solid left guard who missed one play because his shoe fell off last year. And, you know, he deserves to get paid. Do the Niners want him? And I know there's talk about they're saying potentially, like, you know, he wants to be there. He's willing to work. But you hit that market and someone puts down 15 mil, I'm sorry. I know your heart is in San Francisco, but that 15 mil, and especially it could be a potentially – uh, State tax-free area with the Miami Dolphins who desperately need a guard. He, you know, it, it's kind of like uh, he's going to go. Um, and just one quick thing. Again, tying the 2021 draft class. This team has a habit of drafting people a year early for when they need them to contribute. Mm -hmm. And this is where Aaron Banks is going to get his golden opportunity to take that left guard spot where he was drafted as and take over for Lake and Tomlinson if he does choose to leave. So we're, we're going to see. Yes, sir. If I'm not mistaken, Aaron Banks. Uh, well, never mind. I, I won't get into that now. But we'll see, we'll see how it plays out, man. Um, Lincoln Thomas is about to get the money. I really, truly believe that. Wish he was staying, but it's okay. It's okay. I'm okay with him uh, not being. And he's a young guy, too. Lincoln Thomas is not like some 33-year-old guy just because he's playing next to Trent. 
I know a lot of people like put that in their mind, like, oh, he's older, he's older. No, he's not. He's he's mm. he's not one of those guys. Like, this is his first uh big contract, right? So this is this is yeah. gonna be it right here. This this is it. Like he's he's about to hit his prime. He's not even in his prime yet. So mm-hmm. that's just something to keep in mind. All right. Uh, we got a couple of other things to get to here, and then we're gonna get to our anticipating free agency guys. Last week we did three positions. We did safety, we did wide receiver, and we did running back. Today we have three more for the ass. So I can't wait to bring it down. I can't wait to bring it down. And then we're gonna get out of here, man. We're not gonna spend a long time on here tonight. Uh two other things that could possibly affect the 49ers here, man. This one here. All right. Uh Jordan Schultz, uh Schultz report says Patriots free agent corner JC Jackson, who's still just 26, um, will set the market in a big way. Sources say the Bengals, Chargers, Niners, and Dolphins will have a legit uh, will all have legitimate interest in the all pro among others. This is interesting to me because I see some contradicting statements in this one tweet. It's going to set the market in a big way. Then how the hell are we interested in him? Mm-hmm. Like, talk to me about it. Am I, am I crazy for saying that the Niners are broke, that we can't get in on a guy like this one guy who's going to take up, he, he is going to set the market in a big way. So are, are they just saying, oh, well, the Niners have, or just one of those things where like how every quarterback all of a sudden the Niners are interested in just at the beginning of last year. Listen, I mean, if, if the Niners truly honestly felt that they are one cornerback away from winning a Super Bowl, which I, I don't think they are, but you if know, they did think that if they did think that, I would tell them that they're crazy because we saw what happened. Uh and it yeah. wasn't the corner's fault. So if they but they can that, they can actually if they if they that's the one player that they need. And that's their goal. They can make it happen, but it is going to be it's severely creative and it's going to be heavily, heavily backloaded. Do I think it's even a possibility? No, I don't think he's coming here. Um, I do think, you know, the teams that have the abundance of cap space are going to throw money at him. He is a good corner, but let's take it back to that Buffalo Bill game. Mm-hmm. That was a shootout and he was on the field during that shootout. So six touchdowns, you know. You have to look at things like that. Now, there's other corners out there that I think the Niners will sniff around. You know, the new one, the new rumor of the week is the corner uh, Ward from the Kansas City Chiefs, who is probably more in their price range if they decide to go that route. You know, you got a DJ Reed, you have a, a Casey. There, yeah, I was uh-huh. saying there a Denver corner that they're saying that the Niners are interested into. But right, we got it. I don't know off the top of my head, but I just know the guys that I was looking at that drew my attention. Um, you know, there, there's some mid-tier corners like that, not your like JC Jackson, the Gilmores. I think Gilmore could be a little costly, but it's gonna be a lot more feasible than what a JC Jackson would require in length of the contract and guarantee. Um, because let, let let's face it, the 49ers for some reason they love having a veteran in that secondary room. Yes, they love a veteran, it. but a veteran is different from a JC Jackson. JC yeah, and that's why I'm saying I don't think he's the one. I could see right. the Gilmore being the guy. Okay. But um so I do think they're gonna sniff around the corners. They're gonna find a they're gonna find the guy that that you know it's gonna be in their range, you know, how they in, in their theories of structure and contracts. But unfortunately, I don't think JC Jackson's gonna be 
a San Francisco 49ers. Well, that's what I was gonna, like, when's the last time the Niners went out and got like a top corner free agent or even drafted a top corner? Like, think about that. Like, Richard oh. Sherman wasn't a top corner. He was coming off an injury, and he was over 30. The last significant contract that they gave out was yeah. at, the, at the corner spot was Nate Clemens. Come on, man. And then before that, Antonio Langham. What uh, year was Nate Clemens, Tony? Like, come on, bro. That, that This regime is not doing that. That's my point. You don't have to give me the exact year. You get what I'm saying? But that, that's my point. Bro. Off the top of my head. It, right, but they don't go after young guys in their prime. They don't. They go out, they draft guys, they get some free agents to come in here off the streets, and they get, like you said, one solid veteran. They get one solid veteran to hold hold it down. You know what I'm saying? Teach these guys how to prepare as men. And, that, I mean, and that's what they do. The biggest name they ever went after was Deion Sanders. That's the biggest name. But it wasn't a contract that was – it was a one-year deal, I think, for $5 million at the time. And they didn't and, try to bring him back. Yeah. They didn't – for what reason, I don't know. They're, Deion said they never made a contract offer. Carmen Policy and it, it, it came out and said that they made a contract offer and Dion was not – Dion's uh, camp was uh, insulted at the offer. So you, you don't know who to believe. Right. All right, man. I think it's time to turn the page and get to our, our bread and butter here. We're, we're at the half-hour point here. We can wrap this up soon. Guys, don't forget what we're doing here. It's our wish list versus reality, okay? And we're going to pick three positions tonight to do – so we're going to start with a fun one here, Tony. Let's start with quarterbacks, man. Mm-hmm. Let's start with the quarterback position because a lot of people think that the Niners are going to get some free agent quarterbacks, guys. Not corners, quarterbacks. So let's start with the wish list one, man. You want to go first or you want me to go first? Good. You can go first. All right. So if it was up to me, my wish list quarterback of all the free agents that are out there, Money be damned. That's the other thing, too. Like, when we're talking about this wish list thing, it is money be damned, okay? Um, it's, oh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go with Jameis Winston. I know. I know it sounds crazy. Like, why would you want him, right? Like he, But Jameis Winston in this system as a backup, again, I don't think he's coming here to take over for Trey Lance. I would say as a backup. And I think he's somebody that could push Trey Lance a little bit more too. Um, this guy likes to get the ball down the field the way Trey Lance does. He's looking deep and outside, you know what I'm saying? And then works his way back to the check down, the same uh, mentality that Trey Lance has. Um, he's not going to give you the threat with the legs, so Trey Lance doesn't feel threatened. Like, this guy's going to take my job if I fuck up too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like they're the same guy, and this guy's done it in the NFL. They're, they're not the same guy. But we, it's mm-hmm. a guy that's not afraid to throw the ball. Um, and that is my fantasy quarterback for the 49ers. That's one of them. I can give you another one, but I want you to go next, though. So. Well, my, my thought has changed with the way they announced their coaching staff as far as at the quarterback position. Oh, shit. We were supposed um, to go over the coaching staff. Yeah, I mean, we could do that. We could do this after. If you want, um, my, this is my wish. This is my wish, right? Yep. We're, yeah. Yeah. We're doing the wish right now. I I would, my wish would be bringing in a quarterback like Marcus Mariota to work, uh, to be with Trey Lance. He's a guy that's going to come in and do his thing. He's not going to, you know, 
He's not going to be that person on the sideline where, like, you, you you see the camera. If something happens, it pans off to Mariota on the sideline, you know, trying to go like this, like, you know, kind of with that attitude, like, oh, get me out there. I'm better than him. He seems like an ultimate professional. Um, he's at the point of his career, like, where it, it's a chance where he is going to be the – he he's entering the backup point of his career. Um, but – with all the uncertainty at the at the teams that are looking for new quarterbacks, he could potentially get um, a, a start, an opportunity to start for a team. So I I, I would go with Mariota in my for my wish. Uh, yeah, guy, I got you. Another one of the reasons I like um, Winston. Also, you talked about the sideline thing. Winston is very active on the sidelines and talking to his players. You know. Whether it's a bad play or a good play, he's come on, guys, we got this, we got this. Come on, we need one more drive here, we need one more drive. That doesn't happen on the Niners team. I heard about that happening once all of last year, and you know who it was that was doing it? Trey from the quarterback position. Trey. Trey. It was freaking Trey Lance. It was Trey Lance. Like, I come on, man. Like, it's just so weird to me. It's so weird to me. I, I just don't get it. I don't understand it. You know, but uh, I, I I would like that to be something that passes on. I like seeing quarterbacks on the sideline talking to their guys. You know what I'm saying? I like seeing those guys get fired up. I know how much we talk shit about Matt Stafford. One of my favorite plays in that Super Bowl was when uh, when Cup got hit and he ran over there talking shit to the guy. You remember the play? He was mic'd up and everything. Hey, that's my guy. What are you doing? Are you crazy? Like, they're beeping out this and that and everything. Like, he was turned up. He, like, sprinted. 40 yards, like just went, took off, fastest I've ever seen Matt Stafford run. Had nothing to do with the play uh, at all. It was after the whistle, you know? And I, I like seeing stuff like that, man. I want I want Trey to pick up some stuff like that. I think Winston's that kind of guy also. All right. Um, you want to do another fantasy one or you want to go to uh, to reality? We could go to reality. We'll do one-on-one. All right. Unless you want to do two. It's up to you. Okay. I mean, I have a second one, but if you don't have a second one, I don't want to. Good, I'll find one. Good. All right. So my second one is actually going to be Tyrod Taylor to Rod Taylor. All right. Did we did we do quarterbacks? No, we didn't do quarterbacks. Running backs, wide receiver. Yeah, we did running back, wide receiver, and safety. Okay. Uh, to Rod Taylor. Okay. Um, and this one might be a reality because of his age. You know, he's thirty. He's thirty-two years old already. But I think he would be someone who now this guy, I think, would make Trey Lance more nervous than Jameis Winston because he does have the athleticism with his legs. He can run around a little bit. Um, I mean, this guy was he ran for 151 rushing yards and he didn't even play half the season. All right. So that's that's saying something, in my opinion, that's saying something. I mean, you look at Teddy Bridgewater, who played in 14 games, he only ran for 106. You know, so this guy can move. He's got a little bit more of that Trey Lance style in him. Uh, he's going to be coming in uh, with familiarity with, you know, Anthony Lynn. I think that this is somebody, this is like a wish list player for me. All right. Like top of my wish list right underneath Jameis Winston. All right. Doesn't mean it can't be a reality. Also, know some people are going to say, oh, I think he's really going to come. That's fine. He could possibly really come, but that both can be true. And uh, in this situation, I hope it is. All right. So who who's your second player? I'm gonna go with Colt McCoy. 
I'm going to go with Colt McCoy, and I think, and I'm saying this because he is the ultimate. Like it, out of anybody in these, out of all these quarterbacks on this free agent list, he is like the quintessential backup quarterback. You know, sidelines. He sits with Murray. They look over the tablets. Like you know, he's talking with him. You know, Murray has his little temper tantrum, so Colt McCoy just backs off. But you see him trying to work. You see him trying to help. So I, I do think if, you know, if Trey does something stupid, he makes a poor throw, I think Colt McCoy will come up to him on the sideline like, listen, you know, you got this. Let it go by you. Let's look at it. Let's work on it. And let's just, you know, just bounce back from it. You got it. He's at the point being, I think he's 34 years old. He 35. is in true backup mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you know, he's at he's accept the backup role for a team, and 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 I and I would go for Colt McCoy for a second time around as a 49er. Okay, now it's interesting you said him because as you were describing why, right, the demeanor on the sideline and talking to him and the tap and stuff like that, I hear Colt McCoy, but I think Brian Hoyer as you were describing it. Would you be shy about Brian Hoyer making a return because? He, uh-uh. Colt McCoy's 35, Hoyer's 36. It don't feel like they're only a year apart, but that's all That's all there is between them. No, I've, I said in the chat, I would be fine with Hoyer because Hoyer, guys like McCoy, guys like Hoyer, they know their roles. They right. know what their positions are. Mm-hmm. They're not coming in there saying, shit, I'm going to try to beat this guy out. No, you are a backup quarterback. You are to help the starting quarterback. And, and that's... Guys like Hoyer, guys like Cole McCoy, guys like Joe Flacco, they're not at the point of careers where they come in and start games. And I, and I said this last year going into the season. The 49ers went through a decent amount of money to get Joe Flacco to come to San Francisco. And I think if that deal would have got done, I, I don't think Jimmy would have been here last year because I think they would have rolled with Trey with an experienced backup with a, a Super Bowl winning backup, you know, granted he right. beat the Niners, but he's been in the big games. He knows how to prepare. He knows he, he he works with the quarterbacks. You saw him do it with the Jets with Wilson or Mike White. So that's what you want in a backup quarterback. You don't want that guy like over your shoulder. And when I pick my realistic guy, the main reason why I'm picking it is because the tie to somebody. Well, go ahead. Let, let's go ahead and transition to the realistic guys now. Go I'm ahead. gonna go. I'm gonna go with Tyrod Taylor because I think because he worked with Anthony Lynn. Mm-hmm. Now, when we get into the coaching staff thing, we're gonna get into it, and I'll explain my whole theory about it. But I think there's something there. I think there's faith and trust. And, and Anthony Lynn did not want to go to the rookie Herbert. He wanted to stick with 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 uh, Tyrod. Tyrod. But unfortunately, he had the the injury to the to the to the lung where he got punctured by the training staff, whatever. But he could be somebody potentially looking to try to jump. But I think he might be uh, he might be another one at this point of his career to just kind of say like, "Listen, man, I, this is it." You know, this kid goes down, and I think they they would feel Anthony Lynn would feel more comfortable with. Taylor in there, but granted, Kyle's the play caller. But you know, I, I just feel that they would feel a little bit more. The offense wouldn't miss a beat more with Tyrod Taylor in there. That's just my opinion. But if you're looking at a true like 17 game starting quarterback, locked in, loaded, healthy all year, 
you can go with the experienced veteran, the 35-year-old Hoyer, the 34-year-old McCoy, Joe Flacco, because that's what you want. You want the teacher on the sideline. Absolutely, man. 100% correct, bro. All right. I'm going to uh, – one of my reality guys is going to be someone that I have not mentioned anybody before. Um, and you all are going to think I'm crazy when I say this, right? I'm going to say Tyler Huntley. Uh, he's going to be cheap. He's a, he's a little bit smaller guy, 6'1". Um, he's backed up. He's backed up uh, my man in, in, in Baltimore. What's his name? Uh, Lamar, Lamar Jackson. All right. Um, but Tyler, Tyler Huntley is somebody who's been around the league. And I think that he showed a little something, you know, he threw for over a thousand yards. He didn't, he had to play a couple of games, you know, uh, had some interceptions, obviously he had, he had the picks and everything. Um, but I'm not too, I'm not too like upset with what I saw from him. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not, he wasn't terrible. Oh, I mean, he was pretty bad, but he wasn't terrible, and I think that he would make a serviceable backup. Now, the only issue with him is that he's 24, still going to be coming in older than Trey Lance. I mean, everyone's going to be older than Trey Lance, right? Uh, does he think, oh, if I'm going to the Niners, I'm a starter? You think that that's something that could uh, kind of hurt the likelihood of him coming? I, I think so. He might try to, to to compete for the starting job. And listen, Kyle's going to be like, you know, they want a competition because they want to bring the to bring the best out of both. But now the issue is if he outplays him, <laughs> you got a little issue. But it, I, I think Trey Lance will be fine. I mean, he's gonna have his ups and downs. It's his first full year as a starter. But the the main thing that's uh, that uh, that's giving me somewhat confidence in, in in Trey is the improvement from his first to second start. You know, mm-hmm. you know the kid is preparing. You know he's doing what he's doing. He's working on what happened in week whatever week that was when he first started to the week where he came in and started his second start. And you saw the improvement on what the areas where he struggled in the previous start compared to how he played in the news in the latest start. So it, it's encouraging and that's what you want to see. Yeah. Yeah. Sean Preston senior says, uh, bro, I think Huntley can go start for someone and it's possible. That's why I said, is it dangerous to bring him in here? You know, um, like I said, he had his moments, but if if he if you can bring him in here with the and see, I wouldn't want him to like tone it down. I would want him to go out there and look like a starter. You want to bring the best out of Trey Lance, and you want Trey Lance to be the guy. You do. So I mean, I would bring him. I would. I don't know. I would bring him in. It is possible. I don't think anyone's going to sign him and say, "Hey, this is our starter of the future." I don't think all it takes is one team. I don't know. You never know. You never, never, never know. So uh, I, I hear that um, Malik Willis is like uh, Washington's guy right now. And maybe they bring in Huntley because of the, the stature and what those guys can do similarly. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Thanks for the contribution, though, uh, Sean. I appreciate it. All right. You want to do one more reality guy? Because I, I got another. Re- Actually, I mean, you said Terod Taylor. He is my other reality guy. Um, I, won't, I won't beat around the bush. Um, but is there, is there any another guy that you think we should look for that the Niners might be bringing in to be the backup quarterback? Veteran? No, I'm good. All right. Well, then we're going to transition to the tight end position, man. Now, this is one that I really, really like because I think the Niners need help in tight ends. 
I think we're going to draft a tight end. I think we're going to sign a free agent tight end. And I think the biggest contract we give out in the free agency period is going to go to this position. One, because they're typically cheaper than, you know, your corners, your wide receivers, your quarterbacks, your your safeties, right? They're typically cheaper than those guys. So that's why I think that this is going to be the biggest contract we give out. All right. So ready to do this, man? Yep. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Hey, you go first. All right. We're talking fantasy here. We are talking fantasy, guys. And I'm going to go. I'm going to get killed when I say this. I don't care. I don't care, man. I'm going to go with Eric Ebron. I still can't get over what this kid did at the Combine. I think he got a raw deal over there in Detroit. Um, And I know he was just with Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh didn't really have a quarterback. I think think Eric Ebron could be special in the system, Tony. Athletic is all heck. Um, The size, I mean, just everything you want in a pass-catching tight end. Right, so what are we bringing the tight end in for? Oh, let me change. I'm talking tight ends, and I got the word quarterback up there still. Uh, sorry about that, guys. Uh, we're we're on tight ends here. Um, tight ends. There we go. Um, so, what are we bringing the tight end for? That makes a difference in this conversation, right? If you're looking for another inline blocker, this isn't going to be your guy. I want a playmaker to replace or play opposite of George Kittle. You get what I'm saying? I want a playmaker, not someone to come in here and block. We can get that somewhere else, right? There's other guys out there for that option. But as far as fantasy goes, my wish list, you put him on on the field with George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, you're going to have a long day in that secondary trying to stop that. You're going to have a long day in that secondary trying to stop that. So Eric Ebron is definitely one of my top guys. What about you? Eric Ebron. Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh... Shit, there's two of them. Damn. Um, well, we can, we'll do two because I, I got another fantasy guy also, so we'll do two. I'm going to go with... I, I don't like doing this, but oh, shit. Because, of, because of injuries and stuff like that, and this is mm. a free agent. Strictly free agent base. Yeah. I think if you can add an Evan Ingram type tight end to this wide to this to this offense with his speed, it could be dangerous. Um, but the the, the, the main thing is consistency. He shows yeah. up, he disappears, he drops an easy ball, he makes the impossible catch. You need consistency from the tight end spot. If you're gonna, you know, these guys are looking for money. It's not you're not gonna bring them in here on a two million dollar deal, a three million dollar deal. They're gonna they're gonna look to get some type of a, a pay. So, you know, Ebron's is a, is a, is a freak athlete, but he's another one that has consistency consistency issues. Um, you know, he he's very talented, but in the latter part of the season, he got beat out by the rookie Pat Vermouth from Penn State. And his role just whoop, dropped. Um, yeah. You know, it's the same thing as Evan Ingram. The next guy would be the tight end from Green Bay, Torian. But he's coming off of an ACL. I think Torian and Kittle could be a match made in heaven. But, 
you know. Oh, oh, oh uh, Robert Tunyon. Tunyon, sorry. Okay. Uh, I got you. I, I, got you. I, I just don't think they go with an ACL guy. I mean, uh, you know, you all these guys were mentioning are inconsistent or or they're they're coming off injuries. Mm-hmm. So it, it's tough. So the, those are those would be my two as the wish list. For the, all right. The I'm going to give you uh another wish list name here since you took you took my other one it was Evan Ingram. That's who I was going to say also. Tunyon is a nice name. I'm going to go with another guy who I thought was just a freak athlete and just didn't do anything, man. I thought he was going to do something over there with Brady, uh, with Robert Gronkowski on the opposite side of him, man. And that's O.J. Howard. What is going on with this guy, Tony? What's going on with O.J. Howard? Where'd he go? He was healthy all, all 17 games. He played in all 17. He only started nine of them. But he had 14 receptions on the whole year. Inconsistency. It's, it's the- crazy. This free agent group of tight ends is all inconsistency. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go with O.J. Howard, man. I think that he could – he's got to go somewhere and, like, get his mojo back, you know. Maybe he knew, like, Tom Brady, he fought and fought and pounded the table for Rob Mikowski. He don't want me. He don't want to throw the ball to me. I was already here. He wants he wants his guy. So, you know, whatever. Um, but what do, what, what do you think about that pick, man? You like O.J. Howard? If you, if yeah, you well, I, I, like, I like OJ Howard, and and I kind of put them in the same category as like the other guys. You know, it, it's it, it's 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 tough to predict these guys, right? Because you got to look at like perfect examples: Evan Ingram, inconsistent quarterback play. Mm-hmm. Then you look at OJ Howard. Tom Brady's not looking at OJ Howard; he's looking at Gronkowski. So mm-hmm. you, it, it's really tough to evaluate these guys. Now, a guy that you could potentially say. You know, if we choose to go this route, a guy like Zach Ertz, who is a veteran, who is still productive, who still knows how – I mean, who knows how to run routes, who knows how to find open uh, windows and, and inside zones and stuff like that. Now, he is a guy where his downside is his age. Right. So – but you're getting consistent play out of him. Now, the question is what type of salary will he be looking for? So mm-hmm. – for my, what's the next one? More realistic one? Uh, yeah, yeah. We both gave two before Tony. Before we transition, we're halfway through our main subject here. We got uh two more realistic ones, and then we have one more uh position group. Want to remind everybody who's watching right now, we will be doing the Midnight Madness series. Okay, tonight at midnight. Uh, I will be back in about two hours from now. Okay, so make sure you guys get in there, type your questions. I'll answer them all, rapid succession, as many as I can get to. All right. All right. Let's do it, man. Reality. Let reality set in. Who are we really going to be targeting to uh, at the tight end position? Shit, where do you go? I just had his name up here. God damn it. Reality. Oh, this is a guy that's not a free agent. My my reality is 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 Hooper. And I'm gonna explain to you why. Hooper, I believe, just turned 27 years old. He has 2022 and 2023 left on his deal. He has two years left on his deal. George Kittle is going to be, I think, 30 this year, if I'm correct. Right? Um, So now, if you look at the way the 49ers structured George Kittle's deal, when he's 31, there's an opt-out. 
Um, I'm not saying like you know this is a done deal, but I'm looking at it as the way he, the style that he plays, his injury questions, can his body hold up? Like Mike and I spoke, and other people spoke on the show about. Now you have an opportunity to bring in trade for a guy. He's got a nine and a half million dollar cap space right now, cap slot right now. So you trade, a, a, and I know there's reports saying that he ain't going nowhere. Well, I got news for you. They're trying to cut or trade Jarvis Landry because they can't. He'll be 29 this year. Sorry, he turns 29 in October. So 29, 30, and then he's he'll be approaching 31. So there's like a two and a half year window between him and Hooper. So what what I think could potentially happen is Kyle when they didn't sign. When they were in, in negotiations for Kittle and they thought it wasn't going to work out, they immediately went after Hooper and tried to offer him a, a deal. Hooper chose more money and went with Cleveland. So the Niners could trade for Hooper, take his $9.5 million, extend him two years. So now if you extend him two years, it'll take him to year 31, and that's four years from now. And if the Niners feel that George Kittle's frame and his could do to his style of play can't hold up, they could move on from Kittle because at that time the 49ers put opt-outs in these players' deal with minimal cap, dead cap money. And then you transition your new tight end in. Right. Um, but in the meantime, you have a very formidable two tight end set and probably the best two tight end set in the league. Um, you know, it, it's just something just putting out there. It, it, can it be done? Yes, it can be if they structure if they maneuver the cap and, and they maneuver the deal for Hooper. And you know Kyle is had interest in Hooper, but I do think the Niners could even sign him as a free agent because I, I don't think I don't think they're gonna keep two tight ends at that number in Cleveland. So I think he's a he has a legit chance to come to San Francisco. Okay. As a realistic option. I like that, man. I like it. Um, I guess the... All right, so you want to trade for somebody. I'm going to stick with the free agents, though. I'm going to give you guys my two. The first one is going to be a young man by the name of Jesse James. I know a lot of people uh, will remember him from Pittsburgh. I believe it was Pittsburgh, but I know he was with uh, Chicago also. Uh, never been like this big pass catching guy. He he can catch a couple of them, um, but he's not going to go out there and blow the world on fire. This is I am talking about specifically a Ross Dwelly replacement. I would say a better blocker, just as productive in the pass game, um, and and a pro, someone who's been around a couple of different systems, knows his way around the NFL. Because we've got some new guys over here that I just don't know how they're going to shape out as coaches. So. Uh, you got to get some guys with some veteran sh- stuff going on, but also young enough that if they end up panning out, if they end up being a little bit better than you thought, you can you can retain their services, you know. Um, so I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Jesse James as a reality. That's not an exciting one, I know. I'm gonna give you guys my exciting one afterwards, but that's where I'm at right now. Another guy on this list, Max Williams, with Arizona, he tore his ACL. But he he's a, he's an all around tight end too. He's physical. He he runs with the, like a maniac with the ball in his hand. Not as fast or gifted as George Kittle, but he brings that blue collar work ethic to the to whatever team he's gonna go to or whatever team he's on. That's just another name to throw out there because I I gave a trade guy. So I'm, 
a free agent guy. But again, he's coming off an ACL, so I don't know if they go that route. I like the trade that you gave because now it like it makes me feel better with my oh, I think this is where the Niners spend the most in the offseason. That that the tight end group. So because they're gonna have to do that if they plan on getting uh Hooper. So I like that. I like that. Um all right, so we're back on me for reality, right? Am I am I am I correct in that? Yeah, yeah. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna break this down to you guys here. I think the 49ers go after CJ Usman. Usman. What do you think about that? Is he too I, don't old? I don't think Cincinnati lets him go. No, he's 29 years old. Now we said here George Kittle's gonna be 29 years old. You're gonna have two guys up there in age. This guy's physical. He can block. I mean, he's a red zone killer. I, I don't I don't know how else to break it down to you guys. I really like CJ Uzma. Um, but I mean, some there's a lot of good guys. I think the Niners are gonna bring in. I think, by the way, um, of our fantasy names, Tony, I really think we get one of them. Just so you know. The guys that we named on our fantasy list. I think we get one of them. We, we talked about O.J. Howard. We talked about uh, Evan Ingram. We talked about Eric Ebron. I really think the Niners get one of those guys. I'm not even joking. But C.J. Uzma, that's going to be the big name tight end that I think the Niners go after. And I think that they, they get into a little bit of a battle there. All right? So we'll see we'll see how they do. Uh, while Tony gives us thinks of his name here, HR, thanks for the contributions. As Midnight Madness is the hitter. We grind. They sleep. You fucking right, baby. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'll see y'all at midnight. Thanks for the contribution, too. All right, Tony. Who you got? Oh, I skipped one. I got one from Sean Preston Sr. Sorry. Go ahead, Tony. We'll get it after that. Uh, shit. Uh, I'm going to... All right. I'll tell you what. You keep... Hold on. Let me read this, because this is a good contribution. This might actually sway your opinion here. Sean Preston Sr., man. $20 to say this one, man. I like this. He says, Evan uh, Ingram would be nice. He wouldn't be the guy here. He could eat. I say give Trey all the toys you can. I want to see what this offense would look like after Kyle finally picks his quarterback. He's made everybody else shine. It's Trey time. Like, <laughs> how don't that get you hype, man? Oh, man. It, I, need football get you hype. In here. I, I I just think my my guy would be uh, going a veteran route in, in Kyle, Kyle Rudolph. That's the what? one I think it, it wouldn't. It, I would not be shocked if they went Kyle Rudolph. Really? Yeah, it, I, I was would. looking at this list, and of all the names on there, he was the one that I was just for certain he wouldn't be the guy, just because he, he's like one of the oldest ones. He's thirty-two years old, right? So I'm like, yeah. But again, you're not looking for a future right now. You're at. You're looking to add another element. You're, you're, right now, your future is George Kittle, right? For the next two years. So I think like they're just they're 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 looking for an element, adding a second piece, where they could transition Rudolph into the inline position, and then Kittle could become off the inline and become the move tight end or flex tight end. So it's all like they need to decide what like we're sitting here naming all these people off. They need to to, to decide in what way they want to use Kittle. Do they want to keep him? On, on the inline and blocking, so then you will get more of an athletic tight end. Or 
you get a more bigger tight end, a more physical tight end who still can offer something in the passing game, but he's good enough to take the extra, take the eyes off of Kittle, if you if you understand what I'm saying, and not keep him in the block all the time because now you have somebody else to do that. So it all depends on which way they want to run with it. Yeah. Okay. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at it at all, man. I like it. All right. I think it's time for us to change positions here, guys. Pause. Uh, we're gonna move this one to um, we're gonna move this one on to tight ends uh, from tight ends to edge rushers, guys. We got to give you something on the defensive side to talk about. So we're gonna talk edge players here, guys. Ooh, let's go, man. Let's start with the fantasy, Tony. Let's start with the fantasy. You want me to go first again? Uh, yeah, you can go first. All right, man. I'm gonna have to sit here. And be 100% with you, bro. It's tough. It's tough. There's some big names out there, but these big names are up there in age. And that's my problem. So when you're talking about fantasy, it's like, all right, like if we had this guy, how much terror would he reign on the league? In the system here with Nick Bosa on the opposite end of him. So you think, all right, it worked successfully. When we had D Ford, we got to go get a speed guy, right? And Jadavion Clowney is going to like jump in your head right away. Like, does he still have it? But does he still have it? Like, does he still have it? Um, I'm going to go with Chandler Jones as my wish guy. I don't think there's a chance in hell the 49ers can get him. But I'm going to go with Chandler Jones as my wish guy uh, coming off the edge opposite Nick Bosa. That would be, whew, like, just nuts. Just nucking futs. You know what I'm saying? Like, that would be absolutely insane. Um, and don't forget, uh, we're doing this based off a of free agency. I'm hearing the Cowboys are about to let Demarcus Lawrence go. They're going to release him. So yeah. he can be a name added to this list also. So go ahead, Tony. Wh- who you got for us, man? To be honest with you, I-, I don't even know. Because I think once they put this – first of all, all these guys are looking for money, right? They're edge players. They're pass rushers. They get to the quarterback. They're looking for the bucks, right? I don't think I, – I think the Niners will address this um, through the draft. Because today uh, – what's his game? The guy I was big on out of Boston College. Harold Landry just signed an extension with the Titans today for over 50-something million guaranteed. Um, so, you know, Demarcus Lawrence is going to look to get paid. So you could scratch him right out of the equation. What you have to look at right now as far as – um, if you want to tap the free agent wire for a edge guy is like, like you mentioned, like Chandler Jones, mm-hmm. you have to watch the market. If no one's jumping at him, throwing at money, then you would sneak in there as a potential chance to win a championship. And that's how you can get somebody like Chandler Jones without breaking your bank. He's up there. He's got a lot of wear and tear. He's got a lot of mileage on those, on, on those tires up there. I mean, down there with Arizona, he's still got it. He still can bring it. But he's going to look to get money. That's that's the main objective. And I don't think the 49ers can go that route. I don't. I don't think they could spend. You're, you're talking about giving Nick Bosa $30 million extension a year, uh, you know, average. Obviously, it's not going to be $30 million in cap figure, but the way they break it down. But still, you, that's a lot of money to tie up in your defensive line. You have Armstead at 20. 
excuse me, Nick Bosa is going to be at 30. And now you're right back in square one. How many people could you have that paid, paid that high and be paid top at their position group? So I, I, I think unless like somebody like a Dante Fowler falls through the cracks, what an opportunity to, you know, go to a Super Bowl contender. You could yeah. steal them for five millions, five to seven million. You know, you, you pull a trigger on something like that. But all these guys on this list, I mean, Jesus, God, Von Miller, Chandler Jones, JPP. JPP's going to look to get paid. Um, you know, if you look down the list, let me see. Like, I, I, I would stay clear of Javon Clowney. Why is my computer doing this? I can't fucking change anything. What's the matter? Oh, like you got you got a little lag over there? No, it's – oh, there it is. All right. Like you, you got a guy like um, uh, Hassan Reddick, somebody that I was interested in last year, went to Carolina, balled out, signed for a minimal deal. He's looking for a payday. So all these guys are jumping out of the market. Then you take it back down to like a Melvin Ingram who signed out with Kansas City for a million uh, <laughs> minimal deal at the latter part of his career, looking to come in. You 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 bring him in as a rotational third down rusher. Um, but all these the majority, the younger guys or the guys within that age group, they're looking to get paid, man. And I don't think the 49ers it would be behoove them to spend that money. I want yeah. yeah. and that's exactly why it's fantasy talk, man. That's, that's why we're doing it fantasy wise. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I got I got another one for you though. I do have another one. This one is gonna be a personal favorite here, man. And you know how long I've been talking about this kid. Um, I wanted the Niners to draft him. Instead, they drafted Solomon Thomas. Freaking Derek Barnett, man. Imagine what Derek Barnett can do in this system. In this system, with the coaching he would get on this team, like, oh my God, man, I would be so excited, Tony. I'll be so excited. Twenty-five years old, he'll be thirty by the time the season gets here. Fine, cool, right? Season start. I mean, thirty, uh, twenty-six. He'll be twenty-six years old by the time the season gets here. My man was a force in college. He was okay in the NFL, but he was constantly a rotational piece. They had such a good defensive line the entire time he was there. In Philly, they brought him in to replace guys. Those guys are still playing in Philly. They haven't left yet. So he's on his way out the door, and they're they're stuck in money because they gave these guys that he was brought in to replace these big contracts. Now they're on the books because they reached the end of those contracts. So they're like, all right, well, he's going to be the guy that's got to go. Derek Barnett, man. You remember how much of a crush I had on this guy going into the draft that year, Tony? Yeah. from the uh, He's on the – he was out of Tennessee, right? Yeah. Sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's my guy, man. I really, really like Derek Barnett. Man, if we could get him to I might cry. I might shed a tear. I might shed a tear. See, he could be a potential guy that's hanging around on the market after the first two weeks, looking to latch on somewhere. That could be a perfect scenario, 100%. I, you think I, it's going to take I, that long for him to get signed? Huh? You think it's going to take that long for him to get signed? I think he's going to have a number in his head, and I don't think he's going to get the number that he wants. Because if if he was – it's not a knock against him. If the number was realistic to what it's what it shows on the tape, 
Philly would not have let him gone, let, let him walk. You know what I'm saying? Philly always had a deep rotation on their defensive line. Why would you want to mortgage that? Or why would you want to do anything to change that? But, I mean, on the other hand, I, I think our biggest issue right now is, is D Ford. Uh, he, you know, you, you don't know nothing. Yeah, he could say he feels great. He plays one game, he's out for the rest of the year. Like, we don't know nothing about it, and he's taking up $11 million. So, right. it, it, they're, the Niners are kind of strapped right now as far as, you know, putting out money for the defensive end group. I mean, Ekobom came on strong at the end of the year. You know, they're looking to free up some cap space. That's a prime candidate. You take his $8 million salary, you drop it down to 1.5, you extend them at two years, and, you know, you you can create some maneuverability, you know, some cap magic, but they just have to be careful on how they do these deals and how, you know, you, you can't get into bidding wars. The Niners are not in a position for that. Um, all right, we're going to transition to reality, and reality is everything that Tony just said. We're not going to sit here and be able to pay all these edge guys, so that means that the Niners are going to be looking back in the bargain bin for some guys with a very specific skill set they're looking to take advantage of. And I have the perfect two guys for that. I'll give you one of them right now, and that is Tech McKinley. He played with uh Kyle and on, on the defense while he was over there in Atlanta. I believe you, I believe they were on the same team at the same time, right. I think it was his rookie year when Tack McKinley was there, 2016. Mm. Um, and he's going to be a young guy that can come in. He brings one specific skill set, uh, and that's going to be just speed. You know, it's not a lot of power. Um, I think I think he's going to be a guy that we can look forward to. What do you think, man? You know Tack McKinley was a niner for a week, right? What? No, he wasn't. Yes, was he really? Was? Yes, he was. They claimed him off waivers. What year? Last was it last year or the year the year before? Get the heck. Did they really? Yeah. I probably didn't like the move at the time. That's probably why I don't remember this. It had yeah. to be the 2020 season because we were trash that year. He we, was we, on the Niners. And they, they dressed him for one game and then he was gone the next week. That's funny as hell. Yeah. That's funny. Why don't I remember that? They he must not have got any snaps. He didn't get on the field, did he? I don't remember. Yeah, man. To care uh, at a, at a uh, an affordable guy, a more realistic guy. I'm going to go with. They said he failed his physical. With I'm going to go with. By oh. the way. I want to tell you this before you say your name. We don't have to exclude 49ers free agents, just so you know. Oh, oh. Damn, I forgot. You just fucked me up. Damn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, um, man. Because we've been doing this the whole time because my next guy is going to be a 49er. Damn it, bro. You just screwed me up. Hold on. What was the guy's name? What was the guy's name? Please. I forgot. Go first. I, 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 I... Arden Key. It's going to be my second guy. Um, I just think the Niners should bring back some of the guys that, that were here and working hard for him last year. And reality is that they're going to try to do stuff like that this year. I really, really do. I know we have this whole long list of free agents, but the truth of the matter is the team is going to bring back a couple of those guys. 
So I'm going to go with Arden Key for all the reasons that you guys already know. Uh, Tony, what you got, man? I think Arden Key's going to come back. I, I really do. I think he's happy here. I think he likes the coach and he likes the the the, the uh, organization how he's treated. You know, they didn't have to do shit for him. They could just whatever goodbye. But they gave him an opportunity, and he made the most of it. And I know, once again, it's going to come down to money, but he's probably the most affordable on that list out of anybody. But I will say this. Watch out for the Green Bay Packers and what they do with Zadarius Smith. If they cut him, I would put some money. I wouldn't go crazy, but I would put I – would, I would make him a fair offer. And I'm going to tell you why, and I think I, I'm, I'm going to tell you why the Niners might have a chance. They know the rivalry that's been created between Green Bay and San Francisco, and I'm sure there's nothing more than he wants as an opportunity to get back at Green Bay. They know we're going to face each other in the playoffs. They know, like these guys know. And I think you add him to that defensive line, oh, Boy, but it's going to cost you somebody. It's going to cost you not resigning DJ Jones. It's going to cost them not adding them not bringing back a key piece to the team as a free agent. Right. But I mean, that's that's another topic for another show. But I, I just a a teaser on that. I think <laughs> fans are going to be very uh, shocked. With free agency. All right. I like it, man. But like Darius Smith could be an interesting an interesting name to keep an eye on. Just like Demarcus Lawrence, if released. But that one, Darius Smith is probably a little bit more reality. Uh, I don't think he's going to cost as much as Demarcus Lawrence anyway. Yeah. So I, I see what you did there. All right, man. I think that's going to do it, man. There's no need for us to keep going, man. We don't have to keep beating this thing up. I'm well, ready to go home, man. It's 1030. Coach, oh, the coaches, right? Yeah. Let's go over the coaches. Boop, boop. And we will call this one uh, the latest rumors and news since we haven't discussed it. And bada bing, bada boom. All right, man. Can you read that or you want me to try to run down this whole thing? Hold on. I'm just looking up something real quick. All right. So <clears throat> the 49ers have officially named uh, their host of uh, new coaches or people assisting with the coaching staff and assistants. Uh, so I'm going to read them off here. Uh, Steven Adegoke, uh, defensive quality control. James Craig, assistant offensive line. Brian Flurry, tight ends coach. Chris Forrester, offensive line and run game coordinator. Joe Graves, assistant offensive line. Ryan Greasy, quarterbacks coach. Leonard Hankinson, wide receivers coach. Clay Kubiak, all assistant quarterbacks coach. Anthony Lynn, assistant head coach and running backs coach. Well, that's interesting. Uh, Asani Rufus, offensive quality control. Brian Schneider, special teams coordinator. Deuce Schwartz, offensive quality control. Bobby Slowick, offensive pass game coordinator. And last but certainly not least, Nick Sorensen, defensive assistant. All right. So those are all the new coaches here for the 49ers on this season. All right. Now, do you want me to leave this list up? You want me to take it down so you can. Could you do like the split screen and then us on the side? 
Uh, I don't think that works. This is considered an overlay. Hold on. Let me see if I can figure out how to do that, though. Let me see if I can figure out how to do that. Let me take it down really quick. But you can go ahead and start giving your thoughts here. What's All right, this? So, so real quick, re real quick. Um, you know, I, I think Kyle was really slick in what he did, right? Um, number one, the promotion of Bobby Slowick to the offensive passing game coordinator. So what does that do? All of the offensive hirings that he made this year, Forrester to the – he's still the offensive line coach, added the run game coordinator title to him. Uh, Bobby Slowick was in this, was with the – worked with the quarterbacks and was a quality control coach and worked with um, the passing game with um, with Mike McDaniel. So he's the passing game coordinator. Then you bring in like the assistant offensive line coach, James Craig. Uh, Brian, Brian Fleury got promoted to the tight ends coach. Um, all these guys, Leonard Hankerson got promoted to the full-time wide receiver spot. All these guys like Clay Kubiak went from defensive quality control coach to the assistant quarterback, quarterbacks coach to work with Brian Greasy, the quarterback coach. Anthony Lynn has the assistant head coach uh, title, but is working with the running backs. In my opinion, he is your quote-unquote, he's going to be your quote-unquote game-planning guy with Kyle. In my mm -hmm. opinion, I see it. He's the uh, closest he's thing to an offensive coordinator on this list. Yeah. And the way, the way I see this is Kyle protecting himself for the years to come. And the name that's really sticking out to me right now is – is is um Bobby Slowick. Bobby Slowick is the next future Mike McDaniel and Mike LaFleur. So what did he do? He didn't give him the offensive coordinator spot. He gave nobody the offensive coordinator spot because mm -hmm. now next season they're gonna be like, well, we want to order we want to interview Slowick as an offensive coordinator. Uh no, sorry, we're promoting them to offensive coordinator. Yep. You blocked it right there. So he's protecting himself. It, it's very, it's very shrewd, but Kyle is very good at this. And all those names that I mentioned all worked with the Shanahan's, played with the Shanahan's, and know what is expected from the Shanahan's. So let's look at the quarterback uh, position, the quarterback coach uh, spot. Ryan Greasy. Formerly a lot, of, a yes, lot of controversy with this hire. A lot of controversy. Oh, well, he never coached before. Oh, he's coming out of the booth. Oh, well, this. Well, all due respect, our GM was never a GM before. Our GM came out of the booth, and our GM is doing pretty damn good, in my opinion. But what did the GM do? He hired himself a guy with experience. So what did Kyle Shanahan do? He took a guy that knows the offense in Clay Kubiak, right, made him the assistant quarterback's guy, and then he goes out and hires – a guy that has played for Mike Shanahan, right? So, and has played the game and has had a somewhat successful career making a Pro Bowl as a Denver quarterback's uh, uh, a Denver quarterback under Shanahan, who was a teammate of Anthony Lynn. So right now, this offensive side of the ball and this coaching staff all know, all understand, in all gets what is expected from Kyle Shanahan. Now, right. 
Sure, you want to go bring in a big-name wide receiver coach. You want to come bring in a big-name quarterback coach. Well, I don't give a shit how big his name is. If he doesn't know how Kyle wants it taught and how Kyle wants it run, what is the what? What are you, what are you trying to accomplish? So everyone's like, like you know, people are knocking. Oh, they could have went out and got a bigger name. Blah 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 blah. Well, everyone, including myself, once Anthony Lynn was hired, I immediately said, we immediately said, let's go right after Pep Hamilton. Right now, why did we say that? Well, Pep Hamilton technically doesn't have a lot of ties to the Shanahan's, but Pep Hamilton has ties to Anthony Lynn. And Pep Hamilton was the quarterback coach of Brian Greasy in Chicago, right? So everybody wanted Pep Hamilton. What's wrong with Brian Greasy? The, the only thing that people are complaining is experience. He has no experience in, uh, as coaching at all. Now, at if all. they said to me, you know, yeah, you're you're hiring Brian Greasy as your quarterback coach, and your whole staff is changed, meaning nobody has been in this system with Kyle Shanahan. Like, for example, you didn't have the Brian Flores, the Chris Foresters, the Anthony Lins, the Clay Kubiaks, the Slowicks. If you had none of those guys, I'd be like, yo, listen, this could be a potential issue. Is Brian Greasy the veteran quarterback we want in the locker room to help Trey Lance? No, but he's the guy that you want to sit down on the sideline with him. Oh, yeah. right. You get what I'm saying? You know how we always yeah. say, oh, bring Richard Sherman back. He he helped the locker room. And, well, no. <clears> and I'm glad you brought that up because that is similar to the role that he's going to be playing. Right. He's That's been in this situation. He's the hands-on guy where the other guys are the brains. Right. They know the system. They know what's expected. This is the guy that's going to pull him aside and say, yo, listen, on this, this is, the, this is where you should have went. This is what you're going to see. He throws a bad ball. Listen, bro, blow it off. Listen, bro, I've been there. I've been there. You could yeah, come sure. back. From this. You're putting a hands-eyed guy who played the position for this coaching tree, and he's working with him hands-on. Now, the quarterback room is going to be not only just uh, uh, greasy. It's also going to be Clay Kubiak. His father is Gary Kubiak. Huh? And Bobby Slowick who's the passing game coordinator. So I feel fine with this. I'm not concerned about this. The one hire I will tell you who is sneaky under the radar and is going to potentially grow to be the next Shanahan assistant to get a future coaching job in the next five years is Joe Graves. I'm going to give you a little information about Joe Graves. Joe Graves was the running back coach at Louisiana Lafayette and the run and, and assistant and run game coordinator. I forgot what the other coach's name was, but he was there with Mitchell and he his expertise is the outside zone. So let's think about this. When Kyle and, and the GM, when Shanahan and Lynch and all the scouts scouted, Mitchell, who'd they talk to? Graves, Joe Graves. He's the one coaching Mitchell. And Regis was the other guy. So what they're doing is they're pulling their next their next guy up coming up the, the, the chain. Mm -hmm. So there's no big names on this list, right? There's no big names. A lot of these games, a lot of these names right here, 
are all experienced guys, and that's what you want. I don't get, look, look what Kevin O'Connell was the worst quarterback that ever stepped on the NFL field. He was horrible, but guess what? He's the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Kyle yeah, Shanahan. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan was the worst wide receiver at Texas. Didn't even make it to the NFL. He's the head coach of the 49ers. So to say that you need a guy that has all this experience and this and that and this, no. You want guys that are hungry, that are students of the game, not guys that – I mean, listen, there, there could be guys that are good, that become good coaches. Daryl Tapp is one of them. He was a phenomenal pass rusher with Seattle, Philadelphia, the Texans. And now he's transitioning to the assistant defensive line coach. So I am 100% confident with this staff that he hired because Forrester is the offensive line. He should be involved in a run game, right? Yes, they set up the blocking. So as a unit, you had your offensive coordinator is the minds of Chris Forrester, um, Anthony Lynn, Bobby and Slowick. Bobby Slowick. Yep, and Bobby Slowick, yeah. I, all right, Tony gave you guys a lot of positivity. I'm going to shit on one of these hires now, man. I got to I gotta stir the pot a little bit, and I know Tony don't agree with me. It's Brian Schneider, man. It's Brian Schneider. All right, now, I, listen, I, I, here's what I will say. I loved what our defense did, and we wanted to see this offense take steps forward, and I like what Kyle did with the offensive assistants and hires for the position coaches here. I like what he did. You go young, you go experience. And you get these guys out here and, and really, really shape the mindset of the players in the locker room, right? And the defense, I trust. You go young, defensive coordinator is young. You know, he's got the experience, and he can relate to the players. Boom. You got to set on offense now. I think the offense improves. Boom. You got to set on defense now. I think the defense improves. But then there's this special teams coordinator, Ryan Schneider. And I'm like, Why? Why? And no one still told me why. I saw the, oh, if you go back to 2010, what he's done with Seattle, they were, what? No, no. I ran the numbers. I'm not going to show the numbers here, but I think one year in the last six years, was it, Tony, I went back? Like 2017 or some shit like that? One year in the last six years was their special teams unit, or his special teams unit, because he had two different teams, uh, better than ours. One year. I didn't want a minor upgrade. I wanted a significant upgrade. So we'll see what happens. Um, but I'm just trying to, that's the only thing negative I can say. And it, and it might not be negative. It, this could be a very good hire because that this is his specialty. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you don't yeah. make it in the NFL for that long if you're that bad, unless you're Jeff Fisher. Unless you're, unless you're Jeff Fisher. All right? I'm. Um I'm good with him because let, let's face it, right? What up, Smitty? He, ahead, he he can't be worse than Hightower. There's what here's the thing. If you watch his special teams unit, there's creativity, right? He's known his units were known to be ranked pretty decently. I'm not gonna say high, but above average for blocks, right? So that tells me there's creativity up front, all right. So he's known around the league as a, he's a respected coach around the league. He is going to be better than Hightower. Well, I mean, let's face it. Hightower gave you nothing except for that Green Bay game. And I just think that was done 
off of effort. Crazy. I, I yeah. think that play. Well, was no, great. no, there was more than just effort because they put Debo back there. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm talking about, about the blocks. Okay, I see what you're saying. I think it was done off of effort, but I mean, listen, it is what it is. Well, see that, and that was my biggest issue, right? Like, I understand that we use starters out there. How many, how many extra points or field goal attempts have you seen where the guys don't really try to block anything? The guys in the middle, like they snap the ball. It looks like Pro Bowl. They snap, they touch, and they stand up. It's I coaching. hate seeing that in a game that matters. That's coaching. Yes. But you see, you just go back and watch any game of the 49ers and watch an extra point. Nobody cares. They don't care on extra points. They don't. And it drove me crazy. So hopefully, I, I really hope that you're right. And what better way to send a message to a team than firing their coach? Because that means I don't like what you guys are doing here. But the problem is the Niners use a lot of big names and big starters and top rotational guys in the special teams unit. Now you're limited to 53, so you kind of have to. But like Eric Armstead's not going to get in trouble for lack of effort on a field goal block. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's 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 tough. It's tough. I know it is. I mean, are you really going to yell at Jimmy? Oh, how dare you? We're going to take you off the special teams. You know, okay, so what I've been wanting all along anyway. So it's rough. It is rough. You got to get a young special teams unit, some hungry guys who are going to make their bread and butter on that special teams unit. I think it's less about the coaching, more about the players and their mentality. Can the yeah. coach change that mentality, though? That's what we got to see with Schottenheimer. So that's it, man. Good breakdown there, Tony, man. Did a phenomenal job, bro. I really like that. I really, really like that. Let me put our uh, let me put our joint back up here. That's going to do it, guys. We're going to get up out of here. Tony, man, you know what time it is, bro. Come on, man. At the end of every show, it's final thoughts. What do you want to leave the people with? Uh, I think shit's going to start hitting the fan soon, so get ready. That's it. Get ready. That's it. It's, I mean, it, you're going to hear, you should be hearing about restructurings, restructures. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jesus Christ, we signed our first free agent already, an offensive lineman from the Bengals, but they're adding pieces, man. They're adding pieces to the roster. I think they're they're making, they're planning accordingly. And, and it's sad to say, just, you know, we're going to go into this in another show. I, I Dante Jones played his way out of San Francisco, and I think Lagan Tomlinson played his way out of San Francisco. So it's going to be, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be Aaron Banks at the left guard and potentially Jalen Moore at the right guard. You're going to see uh, Kinlaw and Armstead on the inside. Kevin Givens is going to get a bigger role. Contavia Street's going to get a bigger role. They might add a body. Like, you know, do they bring Hurst back on a one-year deal to see if, you know, he could just be a death piece at this point? But, I, you know, I would love to see everyone come back. But in this day and age, in this business, money talks and bullshit walks. And if the Niners can't match that number, it's sad. But, you know, set your alerts. Get ready because I think by the end of this week, there's going to be some big movement, not only with the Niners, but I think you're going to see the league start prepping for next week. Shaking and moving, baby. Shaking and moving. I'm going to finish. I'm going to go with what Tony said, man. Two words. Get ready. That's it. Get ready. All right, man. We're going to get out of here, guys. Thank you all for fucking with us tonight. Thanks for listening to the show, guys. We really appreciate it, man. Uh, like and subscribe. Turn on the notifications. That's the way you get ready, man. You get ready, and that's it. Stay ready. You don't got to get ready. So y'all better be there. All right. You ready to go home, man? Let's do this.
Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. Always remain faithful. We're out of here, guys. One. We all gas, no brakes, pumped up, no fakes. We spinning, we winning, we high stakes. We never miss, we all makes. Look at us dudes trying to prove, bringing you news with nothing to lose. Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method Man, we bring the pain. Hey, see, I'ma confess it. We under the pressure. If you looking to find us. Them nothing but niners. Nothing but niners. We nothing but niners. We nothing but niners. We nothing but niners. We nothing but niners.